sounds curious. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sounds Curious Podcast, the podcast for you, our adventurous listener. Oh, listeners, it has been quite a time, eh? It has been a little longer than I had hoped in between these episodes, but as... Europe eases border lockdowns and things start to slowly edge toward normal. There's been a lot more noise in the city lately, so it has made things a little bit more complicated for recording, but it has also revealed the reasons behind this episode in so many ways. Doing an episode or a three-parter on drones is really to explore for a moment the ways in which sound can relax us in perhaps ways that we hadn't anticipated. Now, sure, a lot of us have music on in the background, and a lot of us use music for our emotional maintenance, if you will. We have those songs we turn to when we're incredibly happy or incredibly sad or those ones that make us feel connected when we otherwise feel disconnected, all that good stuff. But drones are a little bit different. They're not serving up a complete musical experience with highs and lows. In fact, they're keeping everything very steady. So they don't require our brains to really focus on them. And as a result, they have some remarkable qualities. Now, this third episode had originally been intended uh, to share some sounds from engines, especially one of my favorites, which is large diesel ship engines that you can hear on, well, YouTube has a lot of them. There are sometimes 10 hours of engine noise. Uh, some enterprising soul, pardon the pun, uh, released several hours of a starship background noise for rest and sleep. 
so that you could pretend that you were on the Enterprise or choose your interstellar craft of choice and relax in that sound bath of the engines. Many of us know that long train journeys or airplane journeys or car rides can put us to sleep. Even one of the sort of founding lights of the Sounds Curious podcast, Pauline Oliveros related the feeling of falling asleep in the back seat of her parents' car on a long journey back home and how she would listen to the ways that the movement and the engine noise changed the soundscape around her. Now, in music, we generally don't talk about soundscapes, but that's something that we hear an awful lot in drones or sort of the variations on drone music like ambient sound. But in ambient music, we tend to talk a lot about soundscapes, and that's because the sound almost takes on structural quality. It, it becomes the space around us. The drone that's under my voice right now, it's, it's kind of become the space in which I speak instead of background. There's something about the continuity that lets me forget about it when I want to and then tune into it. And so, unfortunately, because so many of these diesel engine recordings are copywritten and the recordist or producer Uh, would like us to purchase them, I'm not going to step on their copyright. I will link to several of them in the show notes, though. But instead, a very special opportunity came along to focus on a new project by an old friend of the podcast, and it was sort of so perfectly aligned with our drone episode that I decided to go with that. So, instead of engines, or I guess even starships, We're going to look at drones today as medicine and focus on ways in which these particular sounds, drones, long ambient works, in which they affect us. Now, a quick little Google search brought me over to science.howstuffworks.com and an article about inside sort of human mind and how it responds to ambient music and in particular has a section called music as medicine and so this particular article addresses a number of the points that we've been talking about so I'm going to read a little bit of this article um And again, as always, there will be links in the show notes and you'll be able to find everything that I reference today, including the project we're going to hear at the end uh, in the show notes. So feel free to click away. So the article over at How Stuff Works 
is entitled Ambient Music Can Calm the Psychic Maelstrom. Here's how. And it was published back in November of 2016 and was written by Robert Lamb and actually has a section called Music as Medicine. Quote, These sounds comfort us, but why? The most commonly accepted theories define music as a distractor. It draws us away from the experience of negative physical or mental stimuli with familiar, soothing acoustics. Neurological musical therapy professor Mark H. Taut goes further, however, stressing the effects of music on multiple brain regions related to memory, learning, motivation, and emotional states. There is, after all, no music center in the human brain. Be it the work of Vivaldi or Van Halen, music saturates multiple cognitive systems in its influence. For instance, since music shares neural pathways with motor control, it may improve movement in stroke or Parkinson's disease patients. Music runs deep within us, and so too may our appreciation of ambient soundscapes. In a 2012 interview I conducted with Hearts of Space founder Stephen Hill, the host of the long-running Slow Music for Fast Times program, shared his own personal take on the power of ambient music, relating it to the evolutionary importance of auditory environmental awareness. So this is a quote by Stephen Hill in this article. Stephen Hill says, what happens with ambient music is that the continuous stream of sound, the lack of sudden sound events, the constant harmonies and the slow pace all conspire to send us the message that everything's cool here. You don't have to keep scanning the environments for danger. This is the relaxation response that is shared by ambient, chill, new age, and some styles of folk, jazz, and classical music. End quote. So you can look to evidence, both medical and mythological, philosophic and personal, but ambient music demonstrates an ability to soothe our minds in the wake of negative stimuli, both immediate and distant, abstract and tangible. Naturally, this doesn't mean we should hide away in our ambient caves and ignore life's challenges no more than we should denounce the physician in favor of Philip Glass. But for many modern humans, the ancient prescription holds true. Ambient music can calm the inner storm and perhaps provide the clarity we need to make the next step in survival. This great introductory article again published in November by Robert Lamb over at How Stuff Works in the science section is a really um, short and very uh, packed introduction to the concept. It refers of course in the beginning to the musical meditations that were related through the ancient Vedic and Sanskrit texts um, we also know that many ancient cultures practice sound therapy. As a result, this is not 
um, an invention of electronic music or new production techniques, we have long since used sound in this way, in this very gentle, slowly unfolding way, in order to really engender a physical response, that physical response being a centralized nervous system step down into a relaxed state. Our muscles begin to release as our brains start to release happy chemicals instead of the cortisols and adrenal hormones that we release during stress. And in fact, the longer the ambience goes on, the more our systems are encouraged to believe that message. We're safe. Everything's okay. Time to rest. There's a way in which also the drone allows us to feel less alone as if the soundscape around us itself is talking to us reassuringly soothing us now obviously there's a lot of crossover here with ASMR and in fact Many of those big diesel engine recordings that I wanted to use from YouTube are in fact labeled as ASMR, and that's probably why they're copywritten and for sale, because people purchase ASMR recordings in order to relax themselves. So in this moment in which many of us are facing unprecedented challenges in which the future is uncertain and the stresses are not just at the personal level but in this moment achieving something of the universal now is a really good moment to dedicate some time to restoring your nervous system, to allowing a session of ambient sound to release your muscles, to help reverse the cycle of stress where we release stress hormones and they make us feel icky. And so we feel that there is something gravely wrong and so we release more stress hormones and that convinces us once again that we have really got to get our shit together because everything is falling apart well we're just not built to survive under those layers of stress for so long and if you think you're going to solve something with eternal vigilance. Well, that's a recipe for burnout, my friend. So, instead of diesel engines today, 
We're going to be turning to a project by composer, sound artist, meditator, and deep listener Michael Riley, otherwise known as Micronesia, whose recent project is kind of perfectly timed to handle some of this stress overload that we are all experiencing. Now, before we get to his project, let me remind you that here it sounds curious, and of course the Willow's Nest, where it's produced, Banshee Media, our publishing company, and Improvised Alchemy, the performance collective, all of which operate together here out of the Willow's Nest in Berlin. Well, we're on Patreon if you'd like to support the show, if you like what you hear, or if you'd like to support independent arts in general. We are also, of course, especially during these times of lockdown, still for small artistic spaces, accepting one-time donations via PayPal. The link will be in the show notes, of course, as always. And Michael Riley has created his latest project for his Patreons. So I'm going to be including a link to his Patreon as well. What the composer and sound artist has created this time, if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because his project Echo Zoo was um, the main feature of our Long Time Gone episode recently. So go check that out. That's a project in which he reimagined the sounds of long extinct animals in their habitats. Well, this one is a bit more about connecting us to our habitat. Called the Celestial Music Box, he has written a streaming platform, so this essentially works on the web, and what it does is map the stars above you. So it creates a sort of imaginary dome over wherever you are standing, And of course, using the settings, you can choose any date in the past or future to listen to, and you can choose to listen from anywhere on the planet. If you don't choose a spot, it will just pick your day and pick the sky above you. And it's essentially playing the stars in that star map as if it were a music box. So it's called the Celestial Music Box because it treats the stars like those little metal prongs in the cylinder of an old-fashioned music box. It's divided them by proximity to the Earth, how far above the horizon they are, whether they appear to the left of you or the right of you, and the sound, the, the strength of the sound, the duration of the sound, a lot of these musical parameters are based upon the physical location of that star with reference to you. This slow ambient unfolding of the night sky and treating it as a musical instrument 
Well, on the one hand, it gives us that prescription for physical and mental relaxation that is talked about in the article I just read from. The fact that this slow, uneventful music is just going on reminds us to relax, lets our nervous systems unwind and rest so that we can take on the next challenge. But this project has a little added bonus. First, he has used non-traditional tuning in that he has tuned A to 432 instead of our now more modern common 440, although Lord knows A is still inching up. I think there are many choirs that are singing A at 460 now, but I digress. Tuning things to 432 and using a just intonation, he's essentially created a nice resonant system, which those vibrations like the ones you hear under my voice right now they really help in encouraging our nervous systems to relax but more than that I think the celestial music box gives us an interesting kind of connection a different kind of medicine if you will it invites us to ponder the stars. And that seems to be a very important thing to do right now. It's not just a moment in which we have an illness running rampant in our population and all of the fallout from that. But we've also begun to uncover a much deeper and longer and more virulent illness, which is the ways in which our societies have been built on racism and the exploitation of peoples, of entire populations, in order to run our economies which filter those resources to the top. So we face a world with enormous injustice. And fellow white people, I'm glad you're noticing. It's brilliant. Because this has been going on an awfully long time. And there are people who have never, for a moment, been able to forget about it. We need to remember that we are a single population of humans living amongst a multitude of our biological brothers and sisters. The plant people, the four-leggeds the creepy crawlies, the wingeds, the finned ones, all of the life that makes up this world and all of the humans who inhabit it. 
no matter where they're from or what flag flies over them. We all stand under a single sky. And some of us need to remember that more than others. So this is also a call to remember that we stand under the same sky to behold the awesomeness of it all and how fragile it all can be as a way to connect with our fellow humans across the differences that seemingly divide us. This is a moment, listeners, when we can change everything. But we need to get ourselves centered. Remember that we stand on the same ground and look up at the same stars. And we all dream about what could be. So we're going to go out on a very extended playing of the night sky that I made in Berlin very recently after breaking my lockdown of several months and choosing to go protest police brutality and racism, the systemic racism and the one-on-one racism, all the racisms that infect us. And I did not make that choice lightly. I'm terrified of this illness, but I'm more terrified about what will happen, what will be left to save of humanity if we don't change this now. And after coming home from the riotous loudness and the sort of overwhelming number of people whom I stayed socially distant from and masked and gloved the entire time, I listened to the celestial music box to restore my sense of wonder, to calm my nervous system. and allow myself the mental space, the physical relaxation to let what's next arise from deep inside. So in this third and final drones episode, I invite you to use these drones. This will be a long episode because When I stop talking, I want to give you a good long time to forget all my words and just allow yourself to experience the soundscape, let your nervous system release and unwind, 
And in that relaxed state, remember the wonder that life is, that all life is, how incredible it is that we find ourselves here. I mean, really, why is there all of this instead of, well, nothing? And let yourself release all of the old so that the new can arise in and of itself. So, an unusual episode today, a bit more metaphysical than most. But this is a moment in the history of our cultures and civilizations that's kind of special. So however you find yourself right now, and wherever you find yourself, I hope that you're staying safe. I hope that you are challenging your internalized racism and the government systems that perpetuate it, the economic systems that make it a requirement so that we can all do better. And I invite you to listen to this extended selection of the Celestial Music Box so that together we can dream up something better a tomorrow that takes into account our planet our fellow humans and all the others so that our future is well what we make it let's make it something beautiful Sending you much, much love from Berlin. And I hope that these sound waves fall upon your ears healthy and safe. And we'll catch you real soon for our next listening adventure. Take care.
Thank you.